And now, a brand new episode of Script to Screen, live on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM, made to be heard. Welcome to a brand new episode of Script to Screen here on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. I'm your host, Alan Mahana, and we are here, the season finale of Script to Screen. Before a massive evolution takes place, everything will change post this episode. No more season categorizing. Uh, A whole lot of, of great things are happening with Script to Screen. And it wouldn't be at all possible if it weren't for the one, the only solo to my Chewbacca, Ahad Solo. Hello, hello, Alan, and hello, screeners. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, so am I. It is crazy. I am so excited, especially that, okay, I'm, I'm, I know I'm like overly excited, but I'm not alone today in, yeah, in the room. Yeah, you're not alone in, in the studio. room. It's like filled with so much positive vibes and energy is like super super cool and if i may say so myself a lot of love for cinema yes yeah yeah a lot of love for the movies so here's what's happening today guys here is what's happening we've got our first official script to screen round table um with some fantastic guests fabulous international Like worldwide, worldwide guests um, today. Uh, the the uh, the theme of the episode or the main conversation around this episode is why we love movies. And this was really quickly. This was um, inspired by uh, one of our guests today, um, who is with us all the way from Australia, Bailey Parkinson, who is one of the two breaking banter duo. Although now he's only doing it alone because his. Uh, Jay, the other half of Breaking Banter, is doing his own thing, and so it's a little complicated. But mm-hmm. he's starting a video essay series called Why I Love, and then it's why he loves any particular movie. And so I wanted to kind of bring that over to script to screen and talk about it. So um, let's uh, bring Bailey in. Bailey, you there? What is up? How you doing? We are great. How are you? Welcome to the show, Bailey. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me on, guys. I'm uh What's it? Nine o'clock at night over here in Australia, in Western Australia. But I'm happy to be here. I'm wide awake. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Great. That's fun. that's awesome. So aside from Bailey, we have uh, uh, we've got uh, the one, the only, Mr. Clint Maximus. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Yeah, good. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we Small go. technical <laughs> issues. No. Tr- trying to figure out which mic he was. <laughs> <laughs> Just put them all on Let's the slide. Let's do it again. And we have Mr. Clint Maximus. Hello, hello, hello. Yes. There we go. All right. so everyone good? Everyone's going? Everyone's fine? Everyone's, everyone's cool? Great. All right, yeah. good. good we're, good. we're doing awesome. Uh, Clint is, uh, has a show on MixFM. Yep. Uh, yep. He's also a big gamer. Yep. Uh, you, you've got some awesome news happening with you right now. Uh, yeah, as of uh, tomorrow night, I'm flying out to New York. I'm doing the press release for Spider-Man, Marvel's Ooh. new up-and-coming Spider-Man oh. video game on PlayStation. So nice. going to be uh, doing a bunch of interviews, and there's a rumor going around that Stanley is going to be there. Wow. Whoa. But the thing is, oh. Stanley can barely move, so I don't know <laughs> if, you know what I mean, if he's actually going to be there or not, but if, there's a rumor saying that he's going to be there, so fingers crossed. Let's see well, what happens. That's we, all. we want to see photos. That's all. <laughs> you think, yeah. You don't yeah. think he's 
going to walk and let me <laughs> grab him and say, come here, let me Call take a photo. <laughs> I, I think it's one of those things. If, if, if there's no photo, it didn't happen. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And finally, yes. the 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 uh, the queen of the episode today, the only representative of <laughs> the female gender on her show, the Ray Sky, or not, she's not a Skywalker, but the Ray <laughs> of of script to screen. Uh, she is the host of a great uh, web uh, talk show, uh, Y Chats, the one and only Yumna Nofal. Hi. Uh, again with working? the mics. There again. We go. <laughs> Sorry. No, we got you. I got you. Ooh. Yep, it's working. Well, Ooh. hello, everybody. How are you? Hello, hello, Happy hello. To be here. It's so good to have you, too. It's, it's good. I have to say, well, fanning out here, Clint Maximus. Yeah. Listening to him. <laughs> yeah. It totally doesn't make him feel old. What am I going to do? <laughs> so, um, here's a, so we kind of introduced everybody, but just real quick, if you can kind of uh, give everyone like a brief bio as to who you are, what you've done, how you got here a little bit, um, because, you know, not everybody knows, you know, there may be people who don't know a little, should little, I, little trivia. Um, yep. You can go first Ladies and, and first. then yep. Bailey will jump in and then Clint, because I think out of everybody, Clint might be the... The most popular one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, the shortest <laughs> one is what you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I am a journalist based here. Uh, American Lebanese, and the reason I'm here today is because off ch off chance, just in a movie theater, met Alan, and I was like, "Who is this guy? And how do I not know about him?" And then we just started talking about movies, and I don't know. I was like, "My God, I have to see him again." Totally sounds wrong, right? Yeah, <laughs> when you, when just a little bit. When you hear it, when you hear it, and then I don't know. You just invited me, and that's why I'm here. Yeah, and happy I think to be we here. bonded over Spielberg. I mean, it's hard not to bond over yeah. Spielberg. Yeah. I think actually it wasn't Spielberg. I think it was John Williams. Okay, Ooh. yeah, that'll do it too. It yeah, that, that that would do it. And and I, that's perfect. And I and I uh, yeah, and I and I think I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like John Williams and he goes, "I have his vinyl." I'm like, "Where did you come from?" So, yeah. Literally, I have three it, of his It three really of took his like 2 minutes. I, I actually think he has a small valve with his DNA at home. Yeah. And I remember there was other movie critics and they felt so like, like, yeah, maybe we should just step out yeah. and let's just leave these two talking. Cause like, so just happy to be here to talk about this. Um, movies have inspired me for as long as I can remember. And they still offer the best escapism for me. True. Like people go nuts because I'm not a clubbing person or, you know, mm. like, but I could go to the movies every single day. Amen. Amen. Yep. Yeah. So that's it. Bailey. Um, okay. So I, was at university uh, with my friend Jay and we started this YouTube channel uh, because, you know, we saw a lot of movies. If you want to talk about them, you want to have an outlet. Um, there's only so much your parents can take hearing uh, <laughs> about movies that you've seen that they don't care about or, or that your friends who aren't into movies. So we are like, let's have an outlet. Let's, uh, let's review movies. And we've been doing that for quite a while um, to, you know, mild success, very mild success, I'll say. Um, but it got, you know, more and more popular. We started to do uh, reviews of movie trailers. Um, and eventually through a, a whole bunch of different things that led us to be at the Venice Film Festival uh, last year for a whole bunch of world premieres. Wow. And we were at the, uh, basically the very first screening in the world of uh, The Insult, uh, which is obviously um, a Lebanese, Lebanese film. And basically through that, we posted a review and Ellen got in contact with me and was like, hi. And that's pretty much, we've just been talking nonstop since. Um, sharing stuff back and forth, and that's kind of how I've ended up here. Was it Ellen or Alan? No, me. 
Oh, Alan. Because <laughs> I was like, Ellen DeGeneres? No, no, no. He I'm said, sorry. <laughs> I, I really, I still like, I like your Australian <laughs> accent, Bailey. I'm sorry. I'm not making fun. I just, I was like, no. I was like, oh my God. He's he the hairy Ellen. version well, of I'm, Ellen. I'm, I'm Ellen. Oh, so Ellen got in touch. Because Ellen thought, does get in touch with people, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so then um, through the insult, we connected. He was on my, the, the En Nahar live show when I did that. Him and Jay were on it, and then we've just been in touch ever since. Yeah, and, and now we're here. And now, yeah, we're going to talk about why we love movies, because the world needs more talk about loving movies. No, true. That's so Absolutely. true. Exactly. So, so true. Clint, you're the uh, cherry on top of the sundae. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, how did I meet Alan? I think the first time I saw Alan was when I was on board of an MEA flight. <laughs> 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 and I remember looking at the screen going, I know that guy from yeah. somewhere. I know this guy from somewhere. And then, you know, I mean, it's like, it's, it's out. So, yeah, I mean, Hattie, I've known you for a while as well. Yeah. I mean, we've met at different functions and different Absolutely. things. So, I mean, been doing Lebanese radio for a long time. I've been doing radio since I was like 15 years old. So I've, I've got like... It's over 20 years of doing oh, radio and stuff. I was going to say just five years now. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. 20 so years. I've been doing radio for a long time, been doing a lot of music production. I got nominated at the Grammys about two years ago. Wow. Oh, wow. I didn't even I remember that. That's awesome. I actually remember that. Got nominated at the Grammys. Um, yeah, I've been for, in terms of movies. Uh, I think for me, cinema was always an important part of my life growing up because it made me have a, have a, have a bond with my father because my father was the one who liked to go see movies. Mm -hmm. I went to go watch Return of the Jedi for the first time in the cinema. I went to watch wow. uh, Back to the Future when it first came out. I saw wow. these movies in the cinema, you know what I mean? And the thing is, for me as a kid, it was going to a VHS store. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Well, actually, because you can't do that anymore. It's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's not mm. the same. So I think for my love of cinema, that's where it all came about. And uh, yeah, and also getting invited to premieres. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. basically. The, again, the reason why you guys are, are here is because we wanted to discuss why we love movies. And I think one of the um, first questions I had on the outline, uh, I think is a very important question for, for us to kind of put out there, which is mm. essentially, what is the movie that, that, you know, started this entire um, plague of us loving cinema. What was that one film that uh, gave us the bug? And any anybody could jump in. I'll start then. Yeah, I'll start. Looking like somebody started. <laughs> so as I was saying before, I mean, going into going into cinema with my father initially is what started me liking going to the cinema and liking movies. But for me, as a kid, I had this kind of adrenaline for actually getting into like videos, not just VHS, but also Betamax, the small ones when they first yeah. came out. So, I mean, me being an 80s kid, because I was born in the 70s, so it was uh, a lot of 80s movies influenced me. One of the, I think there's there's obviously the, the ones that I mentioned before was the Evil Dead trilogy. Mm -hmm. The Evil Dead movies, once I started watching those as a kid, they blew my mind as well. Mm -hmm. And also another movie that really got me into cinema was Blade Runner. Wow. The original Blade Runner. Oh, terrific wow. movie. Wow. You know what I mean? Since yeah. and thing is the score for because at, at one point the I was at, I was gonna play the, the end theme yeah. as my as my uh, yeah. song, yeah, yeah, but it's cause it, but watching Blade Runner as a kid, that really transformed me into what a good movie should be. While this the movie itself, it wasn't a big hit though, was it? In the no, it, wasn't, no. it was it became later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, like it became a cult classic. It became a cult classic. And it's funny because my movie too is a cult classic. And oh, okay, a big cool. hit. But it's interesting because um, like he said, the soundtrack of that movie yeah. is outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Way, and it was way so ahead of its time. time. It's so ahead of its time. And I, I mean the whole movie as a whole, fact, I think, is just at way ahead of its time. It it's not drives just me nuts that Ridley Scott still to this day actually has no Oscar. 
yeah. his name. Yeah. And that is, uh-huh. I believe that's one of his masterpieces. Well, that and Gladiator, but you know, that's a different, <laughs> story. <laughs> that's a different story. But Blade Runner, terrific. And all these years later, another one that came out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the sequel wasn't bad, by the way. I, the I loved it. Was it amazing. Well. Okay, okay. see, this is, this is, for me, it's like the sequel, what, I mean, Denis Villeneuve, man. Just, I mean, I want to, I want to, I want to bow at your feet. After watching Arrival, right? I mean, Arrival was that. Everything he's done has been like perfect. in a row pretty much. You what? He almost dropped six masterpieces in a row or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, Literally. I mean, it was like Arrival, Arrival Sicario, Sicario, Prisoner, yeah, yeah, and then... Yeah, yeah. He was in there, so at least five, yeah. Yeah, um, it's it crazy. Was, yeah. The soundtrack for Sicario was insane, true, by the way. True, true. Well, uh-huh. that in the cinema, that was crazy, 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 crazy. Arrival, oh, I remember yeah. my heart beating with Arrival. Arrival. <laughs> I was like, this is how I'm going to die. I remember, I remember literally having, like, it was like me and then three other people doing uh, watching Arrival, um, and the other people were like, like much older than me and they walked out going uh no, i don't that was a waste of my time what happened and i i literally saw them walking past me feeling very confused and i'm sitting there as like yeah i'm like, I'm like are you are you serious you've like, just been Denis Villeneuve. yeah you have just been villeneuve literally yeah. um you know what was what was the the film that gave you, you guys the bug? i know it's a it's, it's become a cult classic and it's very it's a it's, it's a bit of a sad story because it was actually a jim hansen movie called labyrinth it's, yeah. it's a okay. fantasy cult classic with jennifer Connolly and david yes. bowie may yeah. rest in peace who i adore and you know i grew up in saudi where you didn't have access to a lot of movies. You had the Betamax, but everything was censored. But they, okay. There was this one Saudi channel where they played these movies. Okay. And Labyrinth, I guess, which they thought was safe, was constantly, <laughs> yeah. was constantly played. And I, and I fell in love with it. First of all, because it was like a weird musical. I didn't know who Bowie was. That was my introduction to Bowie, who's mm. a legend. Uh, Jennifer Connelly, beautiful. And then I discovered it's the Muppets creator, Jim Hansen, mm-hmm. yep. who actually... Um, it was only after his death, because he thought that movie was a failure, that this became a huge cult classic. Right. And um, I just remember, you know, it's a fantasy movie. Mm-hmm. And fantasy is a very specific genre, because except for Lord of the Rings and a few others that I can think of, it's a very, Harry Potter's, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a difficult genre to, to do very well in. You have to kind of, and in the 80s, they came up with that, and Dark yeah. Crystal, and a bunch of them. And I just remember being lost in it. You know, this little kid in Saudi. Mm. It was just kind of like, like I was just like, I want to meet Bowie, and I, <laughs> and I want to I sing with the goblins. And it, you know, you know it, there, there was a movie that came out around the same time. I don't know if it was a couple of years before or a couple of years after by Ridley Scott called Legend. Yeah, with yes. uh, Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Yes, you guys. Do you remember when that yeah. one that, came out? I, it was either going to be that or Labyrinth. I went with Labyrinth. <laughs> but Legend is terrific. And you know who played the the devil? It was Tim, Tim Curry. Curry. Tim Curry. Yeah. 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 Pennywise yeah. from it. You guys, this is like yeah. you guys are so happy. <laughs> you are seriously fangirling on my show right now. <laughs> I, I, I know over dead people, but it's okay. It's okay. Bailey, what was yours? Um, well, it's it's weird because like, you know, it doesn't necessarily come like from like point of origin. It kind of happens over time. Like you start out when you're a kid, you don't really get like the whole cinema side of things. You just got stories. So like when I was a kid, I'm a I'm a I guess I'm a 2000 kid. I was born in '96. 
Um, I, you know, you don't really start registering movies until you're at least four years old. Did, did he say he was dinosaurs. born in 96? Yeah, I was literally going to say he's literally the youngest person on our panel right now. <laughs> oh, he feels like the youngest person on Earth right now. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something like that. So I was growing up watching, um, I was like a dinosaur person before I was a movie person. So I was watching The Land Before Time. I was yeah. watching. Yeah. Yes, I just re-downloaded all of those, yeah. by the way. I was watching Jurassic Park, mm. which probably wasn't age appropriate when I was younger, but it had dinosaurs and therefore I had to see it. Um, and I guess, you know, Harry Potter was the first big fantasy mm. thing. And I think from there as a kid, you, you know, as you start to understand more about, um, it's not just stories, but the way that those stories are told. Um, and so I guess I'd probably credit Prisoner of Azkaban as being the movie that kind of made me go, oh, there's more to it because you have that contrast of like the first two movies are like fun adventure movies and then you've got the prisoner of azkaban being this weird like um you know it's it's almost an art film yeah um, and as a kid you don't really register that but you know that you're seeing something different uh, you know that there's something else going on there that's more complex and more engaging and so i think that probably started a trend and then you know there's movies a succession of kind of darker stories like that like the dark knight um inception and then, you know, around about 2013 is probably when I started really getting, um, you know, movies. I started to watch the more Oscar-type movies, the more abstract art stuff. And that's when I started to break down. I was like, you know what? Movies, just any movies. As long as they're good, I will take, I will watch anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, so de definitely. Hard, what's yours? Mine, basically, I've, I've said this before on the show, but I grew up in Cyprus as a kid mm -hmm. from 5 to 10. And that's when I started to, like, register and remember these films. And the first movie that, like, can kick hit me in the face was was willow uh directed yeah, by ron howard yeah yeah, yeah. uh it, it, i used to finish the movie rewind it and play it again <laughs> yeah, finish the yeah. movie rewind it and play it again and it made me travel like th there was no middle earth back then there right. was no lord of the rings it was a very limited kind of fantasy world and it, it's funny that the three of us mentioned fantasy and fiction yeah yeah and and these films like transported us i guess to to this parallel universe mm -hmm. to this different world. And it was, it was good because I was a lonely kid. I mean, no, no, <laughs> no, no, but, but, no sob stories. Weren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> weren't we all? No, 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 but, aren't we still all? Oh, no. Uh, no. We're together. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> together. Uh. <laughs> 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 um, how, how about you? Uh, okay, so uh, mine is, okay, so I, I grew up, uh, I, I was a Disney kid. So I yeah. grew up watching Disney films and I think, um, the, the, the film that really got me, uh, well, I also had my dad cause my dad was an actor. So I, I, I was always around kind of the, the, the set life and my dad being on stage and on TV and all that stuff. So I was always surrounded by it, but I didn't necessarily realize that this is what I wanted to, to be in or that I was that obsessed with cinema. But I think what really did it for me, um, was the Lion King. Wow. Yeah. Um, Amen. I, I still remember to this day sitting in the movie theater, black uh you know it's it's pitch pitch black pitch dark and then you get that opening um you know note with the uh, circle of life you know you want to do it <laughs> yeah no i'm not gonna do it alan that was the first movie i ever saw in a theater by the way oh was it yeah it oh was. wow so and, and so, i agree with every yeah single and, and just said. the complexity of what what that story did um as far as you know dealing with death and dealing with the afterlife and dealing with growing up and it's just for me that was that was kind of that was where I was like, whoa, this is this is amazing. I want to do mm. this when I grow up, nice. and not sing the circle of life, but I, like I, do. I do have a tip. Can I just can I say this little fact about the Lion King? Sure. Am I allowed? This is really funny because you know, 
this name was having a renaissance time, mm-hmm. renaissance era with the Little Mermaid, yeah, the yeah. Beast and Aladdin. Mm. And Which were, I feel like they almost need to do that again. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, but yeah. you know, yeah. and, and not were, with live action movies. So. <laughs> <laughs> they got to cash it in. Yeah, know? well, um, it's funny because apparently, um, so they were working on Pocahontas, and then they were starting to work on The Lion King, and they asked people, you know, which one do you want to work on, and they're like, who, who wants to go work on a bunch of animals? In Africa. Yeah. And little did they know that that would become like the best. Yeah. Probably I mean, the it's, best it's, it's one of the, yeah, yeah. ever had. And then on Broadway now, it's just beat everything. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. So um, real quick before we go on our second musical break, I really want to get to this question, um, which is, and I'm going to kind of like combine a bunch of the, the final questions that we have here. Um, what do you go? What do you seek when you go to a movie? Like, what is it that you are looking for when you go to a film? And then, in relation to that, what film have you seen, like a bajillion times, which is not even a number, but like, what film has exactly what you seek um, that you are seeing that, and because of that, you've seen it a bunch of times and you've never gotten bored from it. Um. I'll, I'll go first. Yeah. I think I got a movie in my head now. It's literally just popped in out of nowhere. The first Highlander movie. Whoa! Because that movie for me, not only was that cinematically, I mean, fair enough, the sequels were terrible. (laughs) The sequels were awful. Even the TV show was like, what the hell are they doing? But the the actual, the first movie, the fact that Queen did the whole soundtrack Mm. for that as well. That that song, who wants to live forever? You remember that whole band? Seeing that as a kid, that was what made me go, that's what I want in movies. I want to see this, you know what I mean? It was just so well done. I mean, if you look at it now, I think it still has quite passed the test of time in terms of like that big fight scene in the factory. It mm. still looks like something modern when you look at it. It's really well done. Mm. So yeah, I'm gonna have to say Highlander watched it over and over again. I even bought the remastered Blu-ray. <laughs> wow. How about you, Yumna? Oh, it's gonna be girly, but I'm sorry. I no? mean, I've, I've probably seen more than any anything, but you know, it's an Oscar winner, sorry. Um, <laughs> The Sound of Music. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 wow. it's, it's that, it's the movie mm-hmm. also stands the test of time. Yeah. And it's constantly on. You watch it as a kid. The musical mm-hmm. numbers are outstanding. The the cast, the fact that it's, you know, a war movie. Well, somewhat. Yeah. It happens during the Second World War. And it's it stood the test of time. And every single person, every single child that you introduce it to mm-hmm. loves it. And it's a movie yeah. that I've watched probably more than any other movie. And one of my favorites, I yeah. have to say, The Sound of Music for me. Bailey? Um, oh, just for that first part, what you said, like, what we're looking for in a movie. Like, for me, it's like, I'm not looking for anything particular when I watch a movie. Like, if I'm reviewing something, you're not looking for anything. All I'm looking for is a movie to show me what it wants to do and then to deliver on that. So, like, it's more a case of, like, what does the movie want mm. from me? And then uh, is it, like, sitting that? Like, is it getting that response from me? Is it going for something and then achieving it? So, like, for me, I, you know, I, I just dropped a video on it this morning. I just posted a video um, on The Dark Knight, which I have seen upwards of 40 times. It's not my favourite movie ever, but I, like, I watch it on repeat. Like, I can watch it sit there and watch it, like, three times in a row uh, because it just, it's got... Uh, so much. It's doing so many different things, and it's bringing its A game on all of them. Like there is not a, uh, there is nothing that movie misses. It absolutely just nails everything. And so for me, watching it, like again, I've seen it forty times, and I'm still learning so much new stuff from it. It's kind of crazy. Well, that's fair. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do I want the movie to do with me? Basically, is just 
this is going to sound weird, but play with me on on any kind of level. Let it be emotional. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let it be. It, it could be. It could come from the score. It could come from a scene. Uh, we've talked about American Animals, you and me. Yes, and uh, it's a movie I yeah. did did not like, but I appreciated. So it did something to me. Yeah, I left the movie theater. I was really angry. I oh, was you, you, you cranky. Even, I knew you didn't even want to sit at dinner after yeah. that movie. <laughs> like you, you're like, I just want to go home. Like I'm so, I'm so emotionally fried. <laughs> so I want movies to do to to, to make me feel movie, and yeah. just like get me out of my comfort zone or. Or just take me somewhere. Mm-hmm. And as for the movie that I've watched the most, it's it's also very cliche. But whenever it's on TV, I just stop and I watch it. It's Die Hard. Oh my yes! god! There is something about Yippee Die Hard, and it is a Christmas movie, by the way. It, it is, is a Christmas movie. No, no. He, uh, on on his roast, right. he said it's not. It's a. I don't care what he says. It's a Christmas. He's movie. like it's <laughs> a, it's an effing Bruce Willis movie. <laughs> I'm gonna go with it's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> I watch I it every Christmas. Now I have a machine gun. Ho ho ho! Christmas <laughs> movie <laughs> done. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. So it's it's such a fun movie, and I I really like Bruce Willis. It's such an iconic role for yeah, him. Of and it's the shift from TV to film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's John McClane, man. And Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Best villain yeah, ever. Which, which, by the way, um, I was gonna say Bailey. Um, it's so interesting that you mentioned the Prisoner of Azkaban as the one Harry Potter movie that stands out because of Gary Oldman and Alan Rickman. I mean, for me, just. They just light up the screen. I miss Alan Rickman. Yeah, I yeah. Miss him. He was just yeah. fantastic as Snape for me in Harry Potter. He, that, that was also he one was of the roles. He was not fantastic as Snape. He is. Yeah. Isn't he? Isn't he? Because, <laughs> like, it's not even a question. Like, I'm a Slytherin person, and I'm a Slytherin because of Snape. I'm like, yeah. So, Alan Rickman. Yeah. Um, the the for, for me, uh, it would it would have to be um, the, the the film that I've seen the most. Um, uh, would have to be it's not one film on, because whenever I watch one I have to watch the others it would have to be the Lord of the Rings trilogy yeah I think I've seen it yeah. so many times I can recite lines like crazy this is why my dad doesn't watch do it with marathons? me anymore do oh yeah my dad yeah and my dad and I would marathon the extended edition so that's like 12 hours <laughs> um so and that because that's the only way you can watch the Lord of the Rings is the extended you shouldn't watch the theatrical it's true, release it's true. um but what I look for in, in in a movie really quick before we go in our second musical break uh is a is a good effing story yeah for me i'm a storyteller at heart i'm a writer that's what i majored in that's what i got a master's in and what i look for in a movie is a good story Uh, and a good story i mean by what what i mean by that is something that is going to hit me emotionally something that is going to hit me uh uh, literally physically down to my core do you always look for that do you always look for that you can't just watch a movie and enjoy like the entertainment without being well for me it's not going to be entertaining if i'm not enjoying the story that it's trying to tell me like die hard the die hard movie yeah, but like, but Die Hard, the, the first Die Hard is a good story. Okay, I mean, like, I it's, what you're saying. it's right. over the yeah. top, but it's a yeah. good story. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's it's something, that's why the first Die Hard is still the only, I mean, mm-hmm. the best one out of the bunch. Mm-hmm. It's because it's delivering a good story. Look at what Mission Impossible Fallout did. I mean, like, it's just mind-blowing. Yeah. And yeah. it combined everything. It was visual, it was storytelling, it was acting, it was music. Um, okay, so th- th- here we are. Uh... Let me kind of set kind of set the stage real quick um, before we dive into this topic, so that everybody's kind of clued in. Um, we are living right now in a world, and I think, and I, I I am very very confidently going to blame social media 
uh, for for this. <laughs> Uh, confidently. Quite, uh, quite, uh, confidently. quite confidently. Uh, quite yeah. confidently. Um, you think? You think just a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, so we are living in a world that is very, that's become very toxic, specifically when it comes to conversations regarding movies. Um, I, I think it's sort of the, the the beginning of it was this tension between Marvel and DCEU fans when uh, the, the the you know DCEU started kind of coming up because you could, could sort of start seeing that was there was it before that the world of DC that cold now by the way just well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> gotta get it right yeah now it's called the world of DC absolutely yeah um, so that was kind of where it started popping up and then what really kind of tipped the iceberg over and sank the Titanic and you know exploded Vesuvius um, was the Last Jedi. Yeah, that's where crap really hit the fan, <laughs> um, and it just became extremely toxic to mm. the point where, and and this is why I'm super happy that Bailey is in on this conversation because I follow his channel on on YouTube, so I've seen a lot of his videos and I've seen his reviews, and my lord, did he and Jay get some of the worst attacks I have ever read <laughs> on on uh, on YouTube. I mean, literally some, uh, I mean, there were some people literally giving them death threats. I mean, that's how bad it wow. got. So, um, Bailey, I think this is where you need to kind of jump in and, and, and tell us your the, the perspective yeah. from your end. Well, I was just having like flashbacks because I, I completely forgot how bad it was when, um, because for a long time I was gearing up to do a big analysis video on The Last Jedi and I kept getting turned off doing it because like it's it's so heavily scrutinized that like it was impossible for me to find any way to talk about it without having someone be able to counter you know, I'm wanting to talk about stuff I love in the movie and there was no way for me to be able to say anything without someone being able to counter it um, and so yeah I'm just kind of remembering now it's like no I did review the movie, um, and that was a that was a bit of a nightmare that process because basically um, you've said already that like uh, social media has kind of spread this thing, but it's almost like that kind of thing in that with um, you know uh, guns don't kill people, people kill people, <laughs> and uh, you know I think people have always inherently had this kind of thing in. I think this toxicity comes from the fact that. Look, I'm going to give like an example of a situation I was in recently that wasn't film related, but it completely displays uh, what we're talking about. I was at the front row of a Kendrick Lamar concert recently, and he hadn't come out yet. And there was a bunch of us all just standing there talking about albums. But we weren't talking about albums. It was, oh, what do you guys think of the new album by, say, Drake? And everyone would go, oh, I love it. Oh, I hate it. Oh, I love it. Oh, I hate it. Um, and then we'd mention, you know, another, uh, you know, another artist. And say, I love it. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. And there was no middle ground. There was never any. And the reason that is because people in the online way of communicating, there's so much hyperbole that no one really sits in a middle ground anymore. Even if you walk out of a movie now and you uh, feel mixed on it, because of so many other opinions happening online and so many media outlets uh, getting so much traction from it's either the worst thing ever or the best thing ever you kind of get pulled in one direction or the other where the middle ground just seems to have fallen away. So where the toxic discussion from movies, I think, comes from is the fact that there's so little middle ground anymore in the conversation with movies that you end up with basically almost two factions on every movie. There's people who love it or people that hate it. And you can never really have a constructive conversation when people are like, it's the best thing ever or the worst thing ever. 
So I don't know if you guys have followed what I'm getting at there, mm-hmm. but I think this is where it's come from. It's the fact that online to be heard, you know, people want to tweet out something about a movie, but no one cares if you say, um, hey, I thought the movie was okay. People are going to sit up and pay attention if you say you love it or you hate it. Um, and I think that's what's really spawned a lot of the way people, I mean, uh, film journalists is a different thing going on because we just, we're just trying to get our stuff read. We just want to get our stuff read. We want to get it seen, whatever. But people out online discussing the stuff, it's all just so much hyperbole and that fuels a really toxic environment when people can only talk about loving or hating things. There's just no middle ground. So that's what I've kind of seen and I think that's where so much of it comes from. And I don't really know how to get the middle ground back. I don't know. That's the question. Where do we get that kind of, um, get people to pay attention to the middle ground? Yeah. Um, so, Yumna, Clint, have you, have you had, have you witnessed... Uh, uh, I don't know if you've you've had some of the hate, but have you kind of seen what has been happening? Are you clued into the toxicity that's around? Or? Well, I mean, for me, being not only just in you know watching movies, also being in the music business as well, because the music business is also quite tied to the music industry mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, sorry, to the movie industry. But from what I gather, I mean, I'm, maybe I'm saying something wrong here, and if I'm, I'm going to annoy anyone, I'm sorry. But a lot of people don't have their own opinions. Basically, they will look at someone as a critic or someone who has an opinion and they'll say, oh, I'm going to say the same thing as him because they feel that maybe it's something right or maybe they feel that, uh, you know, this is politically correct in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, especially nowadays, you you can't say something bad about a movie because all, all of a sudden you might be racist or you might be uh, sexist or something. You know, this is this is the music, the, the movie industry that we're in now. And plus, as you were saying before, it all comes down to social media. Yeah. Straight away, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram. YouTube, and, Twitter. Yeah, whatever it is. I mean, even if you go on trailers and that kind of stuff, it's either going to be literally from one extreme to the other. It's either going to be really, really good or it's going to be extremely, extremely bad. Yes. And, Usually when it's bad, it's always bad language and just, oh, yeah. just people it's, throwing it's just, in hate, yeah, yeah. Hate, hate lines and stuff. So that's that's pretty much what I've experienced. Yumna? I mean, I will, you know, if I think a movie is just okay, I will say it. But I don't think, it's it's funny that you mentioned toxicity when it comes to just to movies. I think it's toxicity when it comes to everything today. Yeah. Mm. Whether it comes to, you know, yeah. I, I, so I'm in news, right? So I know when it comes to politics, the world is literally divided into a million factions. And I'm American, so you can imagine oh, the, yep, yep, yep. the conversations we have. But I got you. I think, I think you know, with movies and, and the haters, I think, I mean, social media makes it easier because like I heard somebody said that once it's just easier to just hate some <laughs> on something when you're behind a computer screen it'd be very different if you were having a face-to-face talk yeah but yeah, it's like people cannot keep it up face-to-face I know they, they can't but like and, and but for example if, if keep it up. all of us together here right if you know and I remember having one of my first conversations with Alan is you know I think we we disagreed on a movie but it wasn't like he was going to kill me or I was going to kill him it was just like no Alan I don't think oh I do think so no I don't okay fine you know what let's just go have a burger and you yeah know, let's agree to disagree you know like let's, let, agree, let's to agree to disagree, disagree. I think it's just common sense now if some people you know want to use hate for it or you know they, they get very aggressive, then it says more about them than it does about your review or the movie. So, yeah. so go ahead, Bailey. You, 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 you do your review. Did, so did you like The Last Jedi or not? Did, I, I never figured that out. Oh, I know. No, so, oh, so, so let's make that clear. I love The Last Jedi to the point that like, Me too. Um, yeah. it, it's not that, it, I wouldn't say it's the best Star Wars movie. I think Empire still has that throne no matter what. But no one me, touches Empire. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> nobody can, can top Empire. Like guys, that's, well, I'll, I'll say I what love I The Last Jedi. Nine, it tops like Empire. Episode 9 is going to get the, get the right balance. I think there's yeah. no way they're going to get it wrong with Episode 9. There's too much at stake for them to get it wrong. 
Um, so anyway, but the thing is, with The Last Jedi, I don't necessarily like all of it. There's a lot of stuff in that movie where I'm like, what? Why is that in there? <laughs> but I've never found in my life, in my life, there's never been a movie for me that I've found more fascinating than The Last Jedi to discuss. I mean, we've had our Batman vs. Superman, which I think is pretty confidently, we can all say that that probably leans towards more the bad spectrum than, than the good, but it's still a fascinating movie to discuss because there's so much about people seeing it so differently. Like, it's not like a Transformers movie where most of us watch a Transformers movie and go, that's trash. Is that in the Superman? There's like a, a thing of like, oh, when you actually think about stuff, you're like, hey, there's actual creative decisions there that are not being done anywhere else. Should I respect the movie for doing some of these things, even though they don't work? And I think The Last Jedi does that as well, obviously, for me at least, to a much more successful degree. Um, but yeah, with The Last Jedi, it's like, I love the movie. Um, I don't love everything about it. And the unfortunate thing is, is being a fan of it, people assume that instantly means you love everything about it and you have no issues with it. It's like, I have a ton of issues with that movie. I just find it endlessly fascinating and I can watch it over and over and over again. Um, I, I've got a thing, there's very few movies nowadays that like uh, fall into that divisive field where people are really kind of split. Um, I mean, usually you always have people that like a movie and don't like a movie, but there's, there's these movies that we're getting recently, particularly like big franchise movies, like uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was probably in the same field. People either loved it or hated it, I feel. Um, and so stuff like that I find so fascinating. But yeah, but it's, it's becoming so polarized now. Like it's not, it's becoming, you're right. Like these films, like these big franchise films have become so polarized. It's like you're either it's on the- more the, of them you get. But the it's, more of them you it's get. the state the of our world more you than, you know, specifically movies. It's just... Yeah, whatever, it's just the way topic, it is now. It's exactly, like, yeah. Exactly. Whatever topic you pick, it's just polarized. It's polarized. Yeah, that's So, awesome. I mean, like, for me, for me and, and had and I have had this discussion. It's like, yeah. I love The Last Jedi. I saw it five times in the movie theater. Uh, I still watch it to this day. But I, again, I have huge issues with it on on the grander storytelling scheme i for me it mm. and i think that'll all come to what episode no what happens in episode nine at this point but for me yeah. like i love the film i saw it five times i still watch it i love the soundtrack but i have massive issues with it uh on on a macro level mm -hmm. so um to shift the conversation towards uh, um we we've kind of discussed the toxicity what do you think is there is there a solution like, is there a way out of this? Is there a way to yeah. kind of deter the conversation? I mean, Bailey's already, I think, doing one thing that's really cool, which is the idea behind this today's episode, which is why we love movies. You know, his Why I Love series, I think that is one way of kind of deterring the conversation, uh, changing its direction. Uh, Had and I have a new segment on our Friday shows, which is now called Second Chance, and it's where one of us has to convince the other to yeah. give a film that the other oh, hated to so give it a second chance <laughs> and we have to sit there and try to convince. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm going to tease, I'm going to tease one. So like the one it's going to come up in a, in a later episode and I barely let him talk. I barely let him rebuttal. <laughs> I had like 30 seconds. He had 30 seconds to rebuttal why I, I wanted him to give that film a second chance. And I, it was man of steel, which is Zack Snyder's take on Superman. Mm. And I, yep. the first time I saw it, I absolutely abhorred it. I hated every single moment in that film. And then a couple of months, uh, what was it, like a month ago, I watched it again. And I, literally, there were two scenes in that film I, I was tearing up. Like, I was like, how is this film making me feel things right now? <laughs> so this is kind of, that was kind of the birth of yeah. the Second Chance uh, uh, segment. Um, so what, what, what else do you guys think? Bailey, if you have something else aside from the Why I Love, please pitch in as well. But is it like a movie um, that people... 
a movie that people love that you hate? No, no, like no. That? So let, let's for the second chance segment. You mean? Yeah. So let let's say I hated uh, or had hated Man of Steel. I have to convince him to give the film a second chance. To watch and it again why. and see yeah. what I like. So the point yeah. of it is to be more positive about right. films and mm -hmm. not negative. So absolutely. How do you think <clears throat> the toxicity? Is I, there a solution to this? I think there is one main issue with 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 toxicity. It's okay not to like something. Mm -hmm. It's okay not to like a movie, not to enjoy it. But it's the way you you talk about the movie. It's the way you... Whenever I review a film, it's my opinion. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean it's right or it's wrong. People's opinions differ. Mm -hmm. And at the end of every single review, I always say, go watch the movie and tell me what you think. I'm, I'll never tell someone, don't go watch this yeah. film. That That's the whole point. Yeah. It's fine. There are movies you like... Uh, and we've had this conversation oh, yeah. that you like and I don't and vice versa. And I'm sure with Although Clint they are very few. And with you. Yeah. But, but I'm sure they exist because we yeah. all have, we've lived different experiences. Yeah. We like different things. And it, 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 it's okay not to like something. But again, talk about it in a constructive way. Have yeah. a conversation. I think, yeah, I think to add to what he's saying is basically, you know, you, there's always going to be hate. And there's yeah. always going to be people who, you know, don't like what you say no matter what you do. No matter how you write it, no, you know, because you rub yeah. them the wrong way. But it says, it says more about what they're going through than it does what you. So I think if you just focus on what you what you're doing, and you brush that on the side, and I know it's difficult, Bailey, especially when you know the work is public. But um, I don't think it's something that's going to go away. I think it's how you deal with it that's really going to determine how you know things progress. And so, I think people need to be able to just take a step back and really brush all that mm -hmm. hate aside because there's so much of it yeah. on social media. Yeah, it's unbelievable. You've definitely got to learn to, to kind of, yeah, definitely brush it off. But I think there's also a thing where I think there's so much of, I mean, I work in the YouTube field mainly, so I'm basically looking at YouTube and so much content that's getting put out is I hate this, this sucks. Um, 10 things I hate about, 10 things wrong with, everything mm -hmm. wrong with. So I think, and, and there's, there's no content. I was looking up, I was not seeing any content that said, I love, um, you know, there's, there's been a small movement now to start pushing back that way. And I, I'd like to think I'm part of this first kind of wave that's pushing back against it. But I think it's also a case of making sure that, um, you know, for people that are journalists and uh, journalists and people that are putting out content or, or uh, you know, putting the, the stuff that we're reading and seeing out, the, the conversations out into into public for uh, people to read, I think we have a responsibility to know that, yes, anger evokes a strong reaction. So anger is the strongest reaction we can evoke online. Outrage gets stuff to trends. The news has been doing this for years. Um, that's why it's so popular. But there's, I think people really connect to someone saying, hi, I love something, and but, talking about yeah. it. So I think and, we and, have a responsibility to be able to put stuff back, uh, put content out there in whatever form it may be, that's inspiring people to get excited and passionate about mm -hmm. things beyond uh, beyond anger. Because I, I see so much stuff that gets put out where it's all about, you know, um, share your unpopular opinion or share just, you know, for reasons for people to fight pretty much. And I think, yeah, we have a responsibility uh, as people, you know, putting content out there to bring the conversation back so there's a bit more of an equal footing. Uh, so there's a bit more kind of appreciation, a bit more love and, and that kind of thing, just to balance it out. Because I think uh, people are surprised when they watch, you know, say one of my videos and it's, a positive, you know, it's positive content and they're used to watching stuff that, you know, 100 things they hate about The Last Jedi and they watch my video and it's, I love The Last Jedi, here's why. Um, so I think we have a responsibility to put stuff out that it's kind of, kind of um, level the playing field almost.
Yeah, I think that'll do it. That could. I mean, I, it's it's I, it's interesting that he says that because I will never click on you know the I hate ten stuff. reasons I hate. Yeah. I mm-hmm. will never do that. Mm-hmm. I actually will always and 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 Bailey, I'm just gonna disagree with you on this thing because I think when you look for it out, the, it's very much there. The you know ten reasons why we love the the top ten reasons. This is great. Like you have a lot of positivity. You just have to. It's easier to focus on the negative. Because it's there, yeah. and because it's louder. But when you look for the positive, you you my God, a lot of people and a lot of journalists and a lot of movie reviewers and movie critics are putting that out there, whether it's whether it's press, print, online, or on YouTube. So it, it is there. Yeah. But you got to choose to see it. You have to find it's, it. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, because of the way social media's algorithms work, you're only going to end up seeing the easier mm-hmm. stuff that you're going to yeah. access are the most <laughs> popular, which tend to be the hateful stuff. Clint, you you have yeah, you've I mean, been. I'm not saying it's not there. It's just buried. So much of it just gets instantly buried because yeah. it's not controversial. I mean, if exactly. You, if you uh, talking, if you're like your, your your base search is you just type in the name of a movie. So say you just type in. Uh, let's go back to the type in The Last Jedi. Yeah, the you're... top 20, 25 things are going to pop up are all going to be on ripping it to pieces. Yeah, um, basically. Really got to find the good stuff. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not there. It's just not in, in... It's not the first thing that's getting... Yeah, it's not in, in your face. Viewers who, ...who are viewers who are wanting to take other people's opinions as opposed to making your own. It's bad said. Right. So um, that's the first stuff that people are seeing, I guess. So, yeah. Clint, any, any two cents? Um, no, I mean, you guys have pretty much covered pretty much everything. I mean, um, I think it just comes down to people just having an opinion, man. That's it. Yeah. Watching a movie and deciding if you like it or not. You know, yeah. I mean, in the end, it's it's a movie. It's there to entertain yeah. you. So, you know, I mean, whether you like it or not, you put it online, you do whatever. But, you know, I think things should be just done in, uh, I'm not going to say a proper way, because in, in the end, everyone has a right to say what they want. You know yeah. what I mean? So that, that's it. That's, I'm just going to top it off with that. Well, awesome. So here's what we're going to do, because the, the, I, I really didn't want to cut off this conversation and go to a musical break. So we're just going to end the episode with the final track um, in, in a couple of minutes. We're going to end the episode with the final track, which is from Oblivion, and it was uh, uh, um, Clint's uh, uh, recommendation for a track, uh, M83, M83, yeah. uh, uh, Oblivion. Um, the Time of My Life, which was the earlier uh, track that we heard, uh, was recommended by Yumna, and then The Leftovers, uh, you know, depressing, um, but a gorgeous track regardless. It's such a gorgeous track um, was, was Bailey's option. So um, we have a thing on, on Script Screen where we do a recommendation. So we recommend, normally Hattie recommends something, I recommend something, but this time I wanted to open it up to everybody yeah. recommending. So I'm going to jump in and say mine real quick. So my recommendation for this week is going to be a TV series which was recently saved by Amazon after it was stupidly canceled <laughs> off of sci-fi um, and it's called The Expanse. It's based on a book series. It's probably some of the best sci-fi I've ever seen since Battlestar Galactica. It's super good, super politically infused. It's a lot of fun. Um, I'm almost done with season three and I can't wait for season four. Bailey? Um, I'm going to recommend, uh, it's coming back soon. It's coming back for fifth season, uh, Bojack Horseman on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, weird thing because it's an animated show where animals uh, just integrate into human society. Uh, but it's a show that's very much about uh, the stuff we go through as uh, as much as you guys are joking about me being the youngest person here, I am an adult as well. <laughs> <laughs> as as being adults and, and that kind of trying to find your place in the world and it's all kind of set in the media industry. Um, so it's interesting from that perspective, but it's just a really, really um, very, very deeply interesting show with just amazing emotional moments of just trying to find your place in the world. 
okay. uh, kind of being a fish out of the water. And it's just, I've, yeah, a massive recommendation. It's weird at the start. That's what I thought. And I just kept watching because Netflix it just keeps offering up more episodes. And eventually I watched four seasons in the space of two, three weeks. So uh, cool. definitely uh, it, it's a must see. Okay, Clint? Um, I'm going to go with the Evil Dead trilogy just because I'm a huge Sam Raimi fan. Yeah. Okay. Always have been. And I do suggest that you watch. I mean, there was the TV show, Ash, Ver- right. Ash vs. Evil. Uh, right. Ash vs. Evil Dead. The first episode was directed by Sam Raimi. Okay. So when you watch that first episode, you see the whole thing with the practical effects and everything. This is why I love Sam Raimi because while he does use CGI, his practical mm. effects and his slapstick jokes are insane. Oh, so insane. I, yeah, I yeah. will go with Evil Dead, definitely. Had. I'm going to quickly go for a non-superhero movie called Captain Fantastic. Yeah. Because people <laughs> might think... Great movie. Amazing movie. Yeah. It's such a feel-good movie, and it has so many messages, and the performances are amazing. And there's just this last scene, which I can't talk about. Yeah, don't spoil it. But no. that last scene is just wow. Magic. Effing wow. Yeah. <laughs> so watch it. Yumna. Oh, can it be recent that I saw? Or, yeah, sure. Or do you want to... No, no, no. It could be recent. I'm goodie. I just saw Spike Lee, Black... Oh, I want to see that. Yeah. It won, yeah, it won yeah, yeah. the Big second yeah. best, uh, the best pre, the Grand Prix at yeah. uh, the con. I mean, you know, probably the best Spike Lee movie I've seen since um, Do the Right Thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think he's terrific. It's political. It's funny. Uh, there's a lot of Tarantino there. Isn't Adam uh, Driver in that movie? And Adam, yeah, Adam Driver's, Driver's in it. And Denzel Washington's and son. And Denzel Washington's Ooh, son, wow, who I had never seen. I loved sweet. that movie. So whoever, if it's in Australia, go. <laughs> and, um, I've already seen it. I've already seen it. It's amazing. Is it? Okay. Isn't it? So I was, that would be the one that I'd recommend. Cool. Um, yeah. Okay, so real quick, we're going to sound off our social media and where people can find you because we are officially uh, uh, done with our first uh, roundtable. I'd love to have you guys back eventually for another one. Oh, yeah. Um, because this, oh, was, this, this wasn't was, enough. It, this it wasn't <laughs> enough, I know. Um, but that's what happens when you have one hour. We need popcorn. Um, <laughs> so real quick, if you want to follow me on social media, you can do so at Alan Mahana and... Had.solo. Clint. Uh, Clint Maximus underscore Game Chasers. That's on Instagram. Have a look. Okay. Yumna. At Yumna Nafo. Okay. And Bailey. Breaking Banter on YouTube or Breaking underscore Banter on Twitter. Awesome. Perfect. So, Bailey, we're going to let you go. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Um, no, uh, have a wonderful day. And I know you have a party to get to. So, <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to head out and go to a nightclub because it's Is actually- it a Star Wars party? <laughs> no, it's a birthday. <laughs> All right. We just got back from Thank one. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bye, Bailey. Bye. Take care. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. And thank you, Clint. Thank you, Yumna. This was an thank awesome, you. awesome yeah, episode. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, you're welcome. Guys, next week we start our our brand new evolution uh, with Script to Screen News Hour on Saturday. It's going to be awesome. And then after that, we're going to start off with our Friday episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great weekend. Hi, I'm Alan. And I am Hat Solo. And together we can rule the galaxy. 
that might take too much time. Let's talk about films and TV instead. That makes sense. Join us at 3 p.m. every Friday for Script to Screen Spotlight and Saturday for the Script to Screen News Hour. We'll be discussing all the latest news from the film and TV industry. And we'll also enchant you with some of the greatest songs and soundtracks out there. Script to Screen, only on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM, made to be heard.